we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, living it up for Mildura Living Magazine, summer issue out now. New intro, Ethan. Oh, that sounds cool. Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm, living it up for Mildura Living Magazine. Uh, how are you? Not bad, yourself? Good, come closer to the microphone, I can barely hear you. Okay, sorry mm. about that. No, that's okay. Um, you've been busy working at the golf club uh, since like October. More August, yeah. Oh, August, yeah, yeah right, okay. No, time flies. Wow. It's Christmas now. I know. There you go. What are you doing for Christmas? I don't even know yet. What do you mean? No. It's like next it's, week. Yeah, but we don't have anywhere to travel, like all the families here. This is the thing with um, growing up in a farming family. Like I have lots of people ask, oh, Mary, what are you doing for Christmas? And I'm like, and dude, exactly, <laughs> what are we doing for Christmas? Probably picking nectarines, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a Christmas. lovely Christmas, yeah. I know, what a lovely way to start Christmas morning. Are you having the Albanese Christmas this? Sunday. Sunday? Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a co-chair. You're a co-chair? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> is, there, is there a Christmas committee? <laughs> no, there's not a committee. There's no organisation. But, yeah, this year um, we thought we'd show the married ones with houses and kids. Like, we can do it too. <laughs> what do you mean you're the what? co-chair? What does that even mean? Well, David Albee's like the, um, what did he call himself? The director. <laughs> and I'm like operations manager. Oh. And then, yeah, there's a list. And co-chair. Oh, thank you. Um, That's who, all right. Are these from Mary? They are. <gasps> oh, bless. Bless. Is that like mints in the shells? Like the fruit mints? Uh, yeah, <gasps> fig and stuff. I don't eat them. But don't you? No. Why not? I've just never even tried one. Well, then don't say you don't eat them. You've no. just never tried okay, one. Never tried one. Mm. You know what? I'm not a sweet tooth, but I love Italian biscuits. Mm. I love I love the crustoli. And I don't know how to make them. Yeah. I've got to have – like I've really got to take advantage of my aunties that are still alive and that are really good cooks. Yeah, there's plenty now. around that do it. Like mm. every family makes them, I reckon. Except mine. Oh. My nonna couldn't cook. Oh, really? <laughs> no, she was out on the farm. Exactly. She was out on the farm or growing – could grow a rose bush. Yeah. Like – Professionally, probably, yeah, um, but couldn't cook for shit. You can't have it all. <laughs> I didn't get anything. My nunnu could, and he's still to this day the olives that he did. Yeah, and I don't know best. what he did. Oh, they were the best. And my dad tries, bless him, not mm. the same. But yeah, I, in fact, I don't think I've ever. I can't remember a time where my nonna was in the kitchen. Oh. Ever. It's just always been the men. And that's probably yeah. why I've grown up the way that I have. Like, it's always been the men that <laughs> did the cooking and the washing and all the domestic so chores. Did, yeah. So, which is kind of the way you and Luke play out now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not kind of. It By really the looks is. of it from Although, the outside. I've got a cleaner now. Oh, cool. <gasps> I mean, she's only here while she's home from university, but mm. oh. That's great. It's such a relief. Like the amount of stress it lifts off your shoulders. Well, yeah, you were like half an hour late today. (sighs) Yeah, no, sorry. (laughs) Oh, mate, well, I've been busy doing things and there's still – I thought I'd be just about done by this stage Mm. of play, but I'm still going to Christmas functions and having meetings and having chit-chat and because there's been a bit of um, proverbial hit the fan this week, Mm. uh, yeah, there's been a little bit going on. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Mm. What's your view on that, Ethan? And if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the VCAT subway ruling. Um, (sighs) It's a bit disappointing Mm. um, because it was an opportunity for something else to expand and invest in the future of the town. And, yeah, I'm I just going to let you talk. I don't want to. No, I mean I don't want to influence your thinking and your no. opinion before I start talking. So, mm. but yeah, you're right. Like the job opportunities that would have arisen from it, and people stopping through. There's a lot that passed through Robin Vale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there re- there really is. Mm. Um, and I just think it's really dangerous at a time when we are trying to actively trying to bring private investment and new investment into town to mm. develop here is someone wanting to spend one and a half to two million dollars for a commercial investment mm. and to create more rateable land, which means more rate revenue for council to do things with. Uh, it's incredibly disappointing. So now anyone looking at Robin Vale 
to developing will see this VCAT ruling and go, hmm, too hard, mm. too hard. And especially when we're trying – so it was the six-year anniversary of the pub burning down this week as well, Ethan. Was it? Yeah. So you probably never went and had a drink there legally. No. Did you? <laughs> no, I didn't at all, Jane. No. <laughs> what could... do you think my mother is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying that, yeah, it was six years ago and you are yeah. what, 19, 20? Turning 20 in March, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's, you know, you were 14 Mm. when that pub burnt down and we're trying to attract developers and some sort of development on the site. Mm. And when the perception may be, and I'm not saying that it is, but it may be that it would be too hard and not even from a council perspective at the moment because, remember, council approved this uh, two years ago then it, it's, it really is a deterrent. And I don't care what anyone says. And people will say, oh, we're not against Subway. Well, you know, the developer tried to meet the community opposition more than halfway. He was going to put in Long Bay parking. He had reduced his signage. He was going to plant native vegetation. He was going to increase um, parkland furniture and activate that parkland that isn't active at the no. moment. And you know what? I think it will put off potential investors in the future if, like, I don't know how publicised this is going to be if you're not from Rubbenvale. But well, it was on the front you know, page the of the Sunny Daily yesterday. Yeah, the mm. precedent's set now and it's a joke. They'll think, why would you even try now if it's going to be knocked back? And mm. it's just, yeah. It's really sad. And then you drive, you know, three quarters of an hour over to Oyen and mm. the place is thriving. Yeah. It's thriving and I'm I'm really fearful. I hope it won't and there are talks getting around. I've had um, a couple of people uh, – in fact, my phone has not stopped ringing for the last two or three days, but um, I'm hoping we don't lose this development to somewhere like, uh, like Ogan. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that we can find a solution. And like I said on the ABC yesterday, council are willing to bend over backwards to yep. do whatever it takes to bring – investment into the town and the whole region. Like it's not just Robinvale. We want to bring investment everywhere. And I had someone, a a developer actually tell me yesterday, and we don't hear positive feedback very often at all, Mm. but I did have, I did hear someone uh, tell me to my face directly yesterday, tell me that the planning department of Swan Hill Rural City Council is up there with the top three that he deals with in the state. Now this is, this is an investor that has developed, um, in multiple areas and multiple regions across Australia. And he said, yeah. Swan Hill is a joy to deal with. I was like, wow. Well, I've that's never heard great. that one before. Neither have I, but we do have, we've got a new planning manager and she is phenomenal. Mm. I love when I can just, because I'm not like, yes, I read a lot, but I find because I'm such an auditory person, I'd much rather have someone tell me yeah. and talk at me and listen to things and then I'll absorb it quicker so I can sit and ask questions yeah. and straight away doesn't have to do research doesn't have she just knows yeah she knows everything That's so cool. i mean she probably doesn't know everything but yeah in, in the interactions that i've had i'm just like oh. you're not waiting a week for a response no to get a question exactly yeah. i'm just like oh anyway so we'll deal with that and donnie's coming in later so we will no doubt deal with that again soon and i know you have to go so um no, i'm sorry we got a few minutes. Oh, have you? Where do you have to go? Where do you have to? You've got the week off from the golf club. Where are you running off to? Just a few last minute errands before Christmas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. To get your beautiful mother a Christmas gift. No, that's done. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're organised. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Thanks. Huh. What's Claudia up to? Um, Being the door working. person yeah. <laughs> at the golf club. <laughs> you you recognise her? I didn't recognise <laughs> her. I'm like, no. what do you mean again? No, no I haven't done time. it again. Oh, no, the okay. first time. And you know what? Oh, my gosh. I don't – I mean, I forget that no, I know people. No, it's a joke. We understand. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not a joke. The amount of faces that you see, I wouldn't <sighs> be able to handle it. But I also think. I think, and Claudia, and I've said this to you before, it's like changed. she – yeah, she's changed. Yep. The last – I wouldn't have seen her for 18 months. Yep. And it's like she's got taller and thinner. Yep. Like she's grown into a real person. She's not just an adolescent anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I know, And yeah. she had a face mask on. Like – Come on, yeah, Ethan. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, <laughs> cut me some slack. So no, I did, and I was distracted because I had the Mildura Living Girls here, mm. and with, uh, you know I was bringing them in to meet Carmel and show them around the golf club and all that and kind of stuff. What's mm. attached to the golf club and the motel? Yeah, which is not open yet. No. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, surely, okay. surely we could have had this open by Christmas. Yeah. 
It's really disappointing. We are missing a huge, and it's no fault of the golf clubs no. now. This is out of, this is beyond the golf club's control. Yeah. Such a shame. However, on a positive, because I always like to end on a positive, mm-hmm. how good does the course look? And I'm not a golfer, but from a visual standpoint, it yeah. looks like carpet. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Ash does a great job. Ash does a great course. job, yeah. doesn't he? He was a good get from Murray Downs. Yeah. It's one that I still gloat about. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I still (laughs) gloat about that down there. (laughs) Well, we've got your greenskeeper and ours looks phenomenal. Mm. So, no. All right, Ethan. um, Will we see you next week for the last one before Christmas? Also. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah? Yeah. You guess so. Uh, Can we arrange it? I'll have a look at my schedule. But mm. yeah, you know. I think it's time for another story time too. We need to arrange someone for a story time. Mm. Mm. You haven't had one in ages. No, I haven't had one in ages. Mm. So think about who we could get as a story time, a storyteller. I'll have a think about it. Yeah, yeah. do that. All right. Be well, great. enjoy yourself. I'll see you next week. So I'm not going to wish you Merry Christmas yet because we've got one more to come, okay. which will be a Christmas Eve. So that means Eve. I have to come back. So that means you have to come back. It'll be a Christmas uh, Eve one. No, the, no. no. Wish I'm, me a Merry Christmas. I'm yeah. working. All week? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, then I wish you a Merry Christmas. Thanks. Merry Christmas, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, you Ethan. Happy New Year. <laughs> Surely I'll see you before the New Year. Are you working yeah. New Year's Eve as well? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, are you? Um, Good pay, though. No. I used to love. There's no incentive to work on New Year's Eve. And yet they'll make they'll create public holidays around Christmas yeah. to make it hard for small businesses to open and have Boxing Day sales. Yeah. And yet there's no incentive to work on a, on New Year's Eve because it's a Saturday. Yeah. Is that right? I know. It's the way it is and I have had a week off, so <sighs> it's not right. anyone's fault. But you know what? I used to, When I worked in hospitality as a young person, mm. I used to love working New Year's Eve. Because you got the same atmosphere. And back in those days, we used to drink by the bar. <laughs> I know, it was, we were such naughty kids. But it was also, there wasn't as much regulation and stuff. And we were yeah. working with the owner. Like, imagine doing that now. I know, imagine doing it. You couldn't. But we used to have such a great time. Even in um, when I worked in the UK, mm. we didn't drink behind the bar then. But it was just the atmosphere. I really enjoyed it. It was like going out but not having the hangover the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you go because I know you've got to go run Christmas errands. All right, thanks. Merry Christmas, Ethan. Now we're going over the river to Euston. Guy Fielding, how are you? I'm well, Jade. And you? I'm extraordinarily wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to be festive and optimistic. (laughs) Uh, Now, I was talking to some people from the Bell Shire Council the other day. Wonderful people over there. In fact, I did text Hody. She hasn't texted me back because I wanted her to come on the podcast this week. She'd be good. She'd be great. And so would Connie. Yes. Who is back at Bell Reynolds now. Back on deck. Yeah. But they were telling me that you're on the, is it the Progress Association at Euston? I'm the chairman of the Euston Progressive Advisory Committee. Progressive Advisory Committee. Mm. Oh, now that's the name of a committee I can get on board with. Yes. I like that. Yes. We've got a few representatives over there in Euston that are on the committee and we're in a, well, we advise council on where we think our priorities are and what they should focus on. We've been getting the message across, I think, in some ways, so it's good. I am going to write that down. Progressive. EPAC, for short. EPAC. Euston Progressive Advisory Committee. Advisory Committee. I love it. Excellent. Who else sits on that committee? There's uh, the Vice President. We've got Louis Zafina. Oh, yeah. Mayor of Euston, I think he's known as. (laughs) (laughs) Louis. Um, He's a funny man. He is a funny man. Um, Who else sits on that committee with me? We've got uh, Jeff and Jan Windmill. Yep. Um, we've got Grey Woodhead. Uh, who else is there? Rusty Roberts. Yep, of course. He's he's on the committee. Terrific. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, quite a few. And then obviously representatives from the council yep. uh, come on board and mm. you know, they, they're there on, on our monthly meetings. Mm. And, yeah, They kind of have to be to steer the – Got to be. Know. Keep you on track with what and you let know. us know what they've done for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. So well, you got they've got to be held accountable it. as well. Yeah, oh, exactly right. Mm, that's yeah. terrific. That's well, fantastic. So, what are you advising council on at well, the moment? Well, the priority listing starts with um, the, what was high on the priority listing was roads. Yeah. So just checking, <laughs> really? <laughs> checking out, out some of the roads that needed you know maintenance. Yeah. Uh, footpaths and the ones that needed speed humps. Yes. Yeah. Thanks well, for that. That was a big one. That was a big one. 
So, yeah, Taylor and Bertram Road. But, yeah. but look, all of those things are, are on the agenda. And then, look, we focus on other things like the town entrance points and, Yeah, you know, the beautification of those. Mm. And, um, do you have much of an issue? Because this is a bit of a bugbear of mine as well for the southern entrance to Robin Vale, just at the intersection of the Murray Valley Highway and the Sea Lake Road, mm-hmm. has been since before I got on council. And yes. we can't touch it because it's Vic Roads and we, they yes. won't give us a permit to do it. Yes. Do New South Wales have the same issue? They do. They do, yeah. So there are certain times where we say, look, there's things that need to be done in certain areas and, yeah. and we're told by council, look, that's not our domain, yeah. that, that's New South Wales roads. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that can come into play. It's unfortunate, though, like there needs to be, I feel like, particularly in rural communities, there needs to be a memorandum of understanding with the state agencies mm-hmm. because they're not coming up to mow these lawns once a week and they need to be mowed once a week in summer. But even I know from our perspective, it was hard to get permits to even mow the side of the road. Yes. There needs to be an MOU somewhere that says, you know what, we'll just do this and both parties need to sign it so we can just get on with life. Get on with it, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even just having uh, something so that people know when the timeliness of that happens as well. Mm. So there's got to be an agenda or, you know, there's a work plan that council work towards and they say, okay, well, this is when it should happen. Yep. People have an idea of, okay, well, they they know that that's when it should take place and they've got a time frame to look at and they say, well, if it hasn't, Mm. hey, ring up and say, hey, hang on. Yeah. You said this was scheduled monthly. Exactly. We haven't seen it done for three months. Exactly. We've got to get it done. You would hope that wouldn't ever happen because once you'd get that understanding, you'd want to make sure that it was kept up and you were doing the right thing. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. So long yeah. as there's a schedule and you have uh, – uh, to me that doesn't sound like it's that hard. It I wouldn't have thought. It sounds pretty common sense. Yes. Common yeah. sense is apparently not that common, but I'd love to – same thing with the southern entrance, um, I'd love to do – an some sort of mural, like the the northern entrance to Euston with the big mural, and I love that. Yes. And that wouldn't be hard, like even if it matched, because we are – and I had this conversation with Hody last week as well. We yep. need to approach Robin Vale, Euston, Twin Towns, and the Australia yes. Day Breakfast is a good start. Yes. Isn't yes, it? Yes, Well, I've, I've believed they've received some great funding for that this year too. Mm. So, and I have heard that Robin Vale may not be hosting their normal Australia not. Day celebration. So great opportunity for all the people, all the residents of Robin Vale. Yeah. Come across and join us in Euston and I think the day is going to be pretty big. Yeah, there, it should they, be. They got, got some pretty good grant money and <laughs> I think entertainment, yep. um, you know, they're going to put on some really, really good stuff over there this year. So, yeah, And I've got to be in Manangatang. You're going to miss out. I know, I'm going to miss out. But Manangatang, to their credit, had a meeting in, I think, September. Okay. And rang me then and said, can oh, we book you in? Locked, okay. Locked you in. Yeah, so I don't even – Bill Moore is going to go and do Swan Hill for me. Okay. So I don't I don't know when the last time it would have been that the mayor hasn't done the Swan Hill Australia Day breakfast. But anyway, yeah. Manangatang booked me months ago, so – Well, you're in. Probably before you were mayor. Well before I was mayor. There you go. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> they might have had a premonition. <laughs> Well, maybe. I think they thought I was just up the road and I go through Menangatang <laughs> most weeks anyway, yeah, so then. why not? Um, let's talk to you about this fascinates me and I'm all about renewable energy. Yes. But I'm also very much a realist about it and understand that whilst renewables are great, we can't rely on it 100% yet. Correct. And all of these, you know, carbon targets that they're chasing and, you know, emissions targets and what have you, Putting a num- putting numbers on it, I just I don't quite know how I feel about that. And I think people up here are much more realistic about uh, projects. And we, it's just been announced actually that Kerrang Link is going to happen. Yes. So with all the f- solar farms we've got around here, Bannerton, Weeman, um, I think there's one at Kerrang. There must be one at Kerrang because the transmission line is called Kerrang Link. Okay. So with all of these f- solar farms, we can start now actually feeding into the grid. Yes. Um, and getting it to power up other parts of the state all, you know, feeding into the grid, which is great, except for battery battery storage and stuff. Yep. But I wanted to I digress a little bit because I do okay. I go off on these ta- these tangents because I get excited about it. All but good. the Euston Club have a brilliant solar farm project. We do. Which now powers most of the club, doesn't most, it? Most of the club and the cabin park. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Both those areas of the club. That's, powered through the, through the solar microgrid. That's amazing. So Brilliant. talk us through this microgrid. And is it self-funded by the club? It is, yes. So it the, is. The, the club did uh, invest in this project. Yep. Uh, well, going back, I think it was first proposed to us about five years ago. And, only five uh, years ago? Only five years ago. 
That's relatively so, quick. With uh, quick. And this is private investment; it's not government, Correct. so yeah, it's so, happened really quickly. Yeah, and look, awesome. and, and through 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 the years of the club's history, yeah, I think they've been very proactive in being uh, pioneers yep. of of getting things up and and going before anyone else considers doing it. Mm. You know, they see the benefit. They're very they they plan for the future very well at the club, and I'll I'll you know. Hats off to them, kudos yeah. to them, because the board of directors and management over the years have been, you know, extremely well at, mm. at, at bringing things in into play, probably before their time or being pioneers and first at it. So, that's, that's awesome, though, so and this, that's what you need to do, be thinking yeah. about the future, not be, you know, always looking in the rearview mirror of the past and what they should be. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So, no, and, and look, I've, I've, I've probably inherited this project now. Ray Jones, obviously, a former CEO, yep. retired in February this year. Um, and you know this is this is uh, something that I've obviously come into new, but I'm learning very quickly mm. on what the benefit of our solar microgrid is and has been and, and will continue to be. So yeah. it's only going to improve on on you know our operation and, and how we go about it, cost savings and you know being reliant on having energy you know uninterrupted energy. Yeah. Uh, that if there's any grid outages or power faults that we continually seem to get here in yeah. Houston, Robinvale, and I think <laughs> they can. <laughs> it can cause disruptions, but mm. we're trying to eliminate that as well. So. Yeah, and I mean the club would obviously be. I mean, there's a lot of power going through that building. You've got poker machines and lights yes. everywhere, air and conditioning, it's re- air conditioning, Ooh, and ev- like one. it would cost to be for that to run off power. You know, fossil fuels alone, it would cost a fortune. Well, it was. I, and bet. I mean, and that and that was part of the reason why we were looking at it so many years ago. Mm. How do we reduce? Our energy costs. How yeah. how 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 do we uh, look at you know minimising the cost to it? Yep. And um and this was something that was obviously bought to us, and we we th- we saw the benefit in it. Oh, so. You'd be seeing the benefit already, wouldn't you? Like, is it, has it paid for itself? Um. Well, not no. I wouldn't say it's paid for itself yet. I think within five years we'll yep. probably see that that investment, that initial investment, paid for. And this is a 20, 25-year investment. So wow. you would say on those figures you're looking at, you know, 15, 20 years of pure gain. So so what was the initial investment? It was up around the $2 million mark. Which is not so, much really. In the no. scheme of things, $2 million, because you would have been spending that alone and probably then some on power. Power bills. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, some of our power bills that I can recall prior to uh, the installation of the microgrid, we, we were we would have been up around the $35,000, $40,000 a month in, <gasps> in energy bills. So, oh, gosh. So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the reality of it. Mm. And, that, and now they would have only increased over time. Too. Yeah. So mm. you know the, you could you can look at it back then and say well this is what we were paying but we would have been paying more if we hadn't have gone down this track yeah so, yeah so, so the savings are, are massive yeah absolutely and to have it paid off in five years is that's an incredible return on investment from my definitely definitely yeah, yeah. and and I mean look at and the savings are you know that's probably the number one aim. But I mean, look, the the offshoot of it as well, and other benefits to it, as I mentioned before, the you know uninterrupted power supply mm. that's mm. there, and not only that, if if you know you, you want to go down um, that, cons- you know the, the, the conservation emissions. and yeah. the emissions that we're you know providing for the environment. Mm. Hey, that's a big factor as well, and Huge. people you know would look at that and say. Kudos to the to the club. Yeah, well, well done for for doing that. Have you got any figures on the the emissions I and do. stuff there? We've actually um, just recently been in the process of trying to uh, put together the Velocetta, the company that we've engaged with uh, yep. to to do the microgrid, and they've got a team of people that work for them. And Liam uh, with Velocet, he's been busy uh, getting all the facts and figures and information together, and he's put together a program. And we're using that program to act as visualisations in the club foyer. So we'll actually have oh, that on display that's awesome. in the club foyer so that anyone that wants to uh, or comes into the club and wants to learn a little bit more or get some information on our solar microgrid, it'll be available for them there in the in the club. So yesterday, I knew I was coming on the program with you today, I printed out yesterday's up-to-date. So it's mm. 24 hours a day this information is, you know, So it just generated. sits on your network. It just sits on the network <gasps> and all of the information's there ready to extrapolate. Awesome. And, yeah, look, I've got some figures here if, if you'd like me to read them out. and Yeah. I want to – let's start with the, the CO2 emissions yes. that we were just talking about. How's yeah, that so measured? 
So greenhouse gas savings, mm. uh, that's, that's what they're talking about here. So the CO2 consumption has been reduced by 295 tonnes so far Whoa. this year, just this year. Um, and since December 2019, 738 tonnes of CO2 emissions have been reduced by having the microgrid at the club. Now, this is the equivalent or the same amount of CO2 that 4,918 trees would remove over a 10-year period. Wow. In just that short amount of time. So That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So when you think about, and again, we'll get to the, the realistic targets later, but when you think about one club being able to reduce their emissions down, do you know what your emissions are now or they haven't got to the – no, we haven't we haven't got that information or I don't have, have no, that information. It would just on me, be but yeah. it would be interesting to see what like if you're saving, you know, two hundred and ninety five ton per year of what you what your CO two emissions were, because if they were only, you know, three hundred ton a year, then yes. you've almost you're almost back to zero. That's right. Which is amazing. And to think that one club can do that. Yes. Imagine then if everybody or when everybody starts to other, other businesses, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's that's the aim, isn't it? I mm. mean, as as the technology improves, and I'm sure it will, yeah, um, that it's going to be more affordable for other yeah. businesses and venues to do it. And when you talk about the technology improving, the one of the biggest roadblocks I think at this point is the storage and the battery storage. And yes. when you say you, you know you've got now uninterrupted power that's great for when the main grid goes out and you've yep. got you've got you know battery storage of 100% yes but that battery storage of 100% doesn't last long though does it no no so mm. um, during the day on a, as you as you mentioned on a clear day on a sunny day yep um, you know we can generate that 100% mm. where we find that you know that there's not enough uh, sun or light in the day you get a cloudy day or, yep. or it's raining yeah um, then yeah the solar generation is quite significantly reduced so mm. that's where we would need to either go back to to the grid yeah if, if we need to pull power from that or if the grid's interrupted or mm. there's some issues with the grid then we have a diesel generator as a backup yeah so we would use that and it, it holds 2,000 litres oh wow so it would run probably for a good 24 hours okay of the full generator yeah and you know obviously hopefully we wouldn't require that mm. but uh, and we haven't mm. so but that potential for to use the generator or back to the grid yeah. is there if we need it but that's also important too and that's what we mean we need to be realistic and realize that that battery because the battery technology is not quite there to be able to store and then keep going and going and going and store it for days on end so yes. if we were to get a really rainy week yes then you know you wouldn't let you wouldn't be left without power so that's where the technology and hopefully and if you listen to Elon Musk and I know he's been, just been talking about space a lot lately but yep. you know as far as the Tesla battery storage technology is coming then that will hopefully be not be that far away but yeah, even the ability right. so do you guys feed back into the main grid and do you get compensated for that we certainly do so that's, that's awesome that's there as well jay yep. so uh, electricity generated by the microgrid so far this year uh here's, here's just a fun fact it's enough to light up the entire mcg for 29 days straight whoa so that's one for all the cricket fans out there <laughs> uh, so, you know uh that's so far this year but it, uh, along with that, what we, what, what we were talking about, mm. um, revenue generated from the solar export, yep. so back to the grid this year, or since January this year, $4,195 back to the club. So it's a small amount, but it's something wow. that we weren't getting before. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's – when you put it into those terms, and I know people kind of go, oh, God, solar and figures and boring. But this is yeah. actually – it's really quite significant. Definitely. Putting that amount of power – can you imagine how much power it takes to – power the MCG oh, and to be huge. able to put that amount of power back in that it would do that for 29 days. Like Straight. that's putting into, into real perspective that's here. It. It's giving you a bit of an example. Yeah. yeah. And this is one little microgrid. That Correct. does that. Yeah, yeah. So imagine about a thousand solar panels. I, so it's yeah. only a thousand solar panels. Around about a thousand. Yeah, it's just just over a thousand panels. Yeah, that we have in the farm. So yeah. that's not when we're talking on the scale of like Weeman and Bannerton. Oh. Imagine what Mind they are – yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. what they're generating. But, again, the thing is if we can't harness that power, store it and or feed it back into the grid at that sort of volume that they're generating, yes. then it's kind of not for nothing but it could be better. And that, that this could end up being – like solar could end up being – 
I mean, we're already obviously one of the biggest agricultural outputters in the the nation. Yes. Um, but solar's the next big, the next big thing, and clearly they're seeing that now because we have. It, I think that was written on your thing there too. We have like three hundred and fifty sunny days a year. We have more sunny days here than the Gold Coast do. Oh, definitely. Did I see that written down uh, on one of your sheets there somewhere? No, I, don't. I may not have. No, it must have mm. been somewhere else. Oh, maybe it's just yeah. in my head. In I your don't head. know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just lives that sounds there. Sounds right though. Uh, I have heard that comment before, mm. so I agree with you. Lives in there rent free. Well, that's yeah. fascinating, and I know I'm I'm a nerd, but I, I did call you over specifically because I wanted to learn. Because someone said to me. A couple of weeks ago when we had – there was another little blackout and the golf club had lost power and town had lost power and the club went out. And I was like, the Euston Club. Yes. And I said, hang on a minute, aren't they powered – they've got their own grid. Like yes. surely they're not going out for very long. They're like, oh, no, it was just a blip and then – That's right, yeah. So th- that actually was. So since March this year when when the microgrid was officially um, – they approved that, you know, the, the grid was up and running and ready to go. Yeah. So – since March this year, we haven't had any issues. Then they do tinker with it at times just to <laughs> see whether they can get, you know, a, a better output with yeah. the solar and, and try and look at the battery storage. And so the tinkering that gets done on the side, mm. I think some of the parameters and some of the settings that they tinkered with mm. have in actual fact at times when we do get bad weather and we rely on going back to the grid. And if the grid's not there to go back to, mm. um, there's a lot of obviously working parts inside that framework of the solar microgrid and our enclosure. The brains of it, the computer side of it, uh, there was something in there that wasn't communicating that, hey, the grid's out, the batteries don't have uh, enough storage, we've got to go to generator. And that little component that said you've got to click over to the generator wasn't working. Uh, so we had to manually override it to get it to work. Uh, so it's just, yeah, as I said, since March this year up until that point in time mm. or this point in time, we haven't had any issues. But over the last sort of six months, it's been working fine. But it's been a, a few settings and a few minor little adjustments they've had to make. Yeah which they plan to keep on doing and solving and getting right, that, yeah, that's that was the cause of that. So, But still, to go six months without... Any interruptions. Any interruptions. No problems, yeah. So, and look, to be honest, how many times... I mean, I've been here 14 years, Jade. I don't see a lot of rainy weather. No. In those 14 no. years, it's mainly sunny. <laughs> yeah. So to get, the, the, to get the weather we've been getting in these last couple of months, yeah, it's quite strange. It's not yeah. normal. Yeah. So, yeah, to be fair, um, yeah. And look, when they did all their testing... Veloset and the companies that we engage to do the microgrid, yep. they've tested at times not comparable to now. So when they've done their tests and they're looking at their parameters and their settings and all of the, you know, the back of house stuff for the computers to generate and work work the system, mm. they were testing it back in 2018, 2019. So the weather patterns back then... Different to different now. Different to now. We were in drought, still in 2018. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no rain. So, no rain. No rain. It was never so, going to rain again. So that's where the the parameters they've set were set on that, oh, on, on those years. Gotcha. So before they actually did the installation and, and right, and then obviously yeah, we've had the weather we've had, and they're going. This isn't normal for Houston. No. What's what's these weather patterns? Yeah. You know, we didn't see this two three years ago. Oh well, so, it's La Nina, and it's the second one, correct. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that, they, they're just little things they've got to tinker with, and and they will get right. I'm I'm confident and positive they'll they'll work that out and nut those out, and they're little, I guess, being the first solar microgrid in a club mm. and the first of its kind, mm. we, we were probably expecting some little teething problems, and they have happened over the last couple of years. But in in their credit, they've corrected it and they've, you know, worked their way through it and, and got on top of it. So I'm, I'm certain I'll, you know, nut out those little, you know, issues that they've been getting and yeah. they'll, they'll line them out and we'll be back on track again. So. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. They yeah. clearly are all over it though. And oh. if you say, if you're setting those parameters three years ago, three or four years ago, nearly four years ago, um, yeah, very different weather patterns. Today. Back then, yeah. so it would, t- and this is why these big companies have teams of electrical engineers that know what they're doing and are always constantly tinkering it. You know, yep. I'll liken it to 
constantly tinkering with search keywords because <laughs> that's what I know about. But so, like the big companies have entire teams that, that that's their job. That's all they do all yeah. day. And so, I mean, it was interesting for mm. me. I've seen those teams of people and still mm. talk to them today and I think, oh, they're, they're a class above my oh, education. They're a different <laughs> breed. They're a different breed oh, and I'm thinking, oh, they're a lot smarter than what I am. So, although, you yeah. know, when I first went to work in London and I witnessed and I'd never seen that before and I'd come from Silicon Valley but there were teams in this digital agency that I worked at and global teams for Adidas and Reebok yes. and and that's all they did. They just sat yeah. there optimising keywords all day, every day yeah. and yeah. gee whizzer. Like, they must be passionate about it though. Well, well they, 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 they get it. paid pretty well. Yeah. Oh, so well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I mean but oh gee whiz, yeah, different, different genre of people that Certainly. It was head down, bum Certainly. up and hard work every day. Yeah, that, Not for me. Probably back to the savings too. We, we probably mm. missed this one, Jade. But since um, over the last 12 months, now we're talking about savings, that this is a figure, $103,086. $103,086. Well, that's has been, has, has been the savings that the club has witnessed over the last 12 months. So there you go. That, uh, wow. That, that's a figure we didn't uh, bring up before, but, yeah, that's the savings on our energy bill. Wow. So, so and is that how, because, I mean, you guys have had a, a club grants program for a long, long time giving a lot of things back, but is yep. that is that $100,000 saving, that makes that club grants program much, much more sustainable now and oh. much much wider Any, spreading now, isn't it? Well, in, anything the club wants to do. I mean, you know, we're about we're embarking on a $4 million uh, redevelopment of the motel at the moment. Mm. So any projects that, you know, like that, it's certain, it significantly helps us fund mm. other things for the club. And, yeah. You know, club grants, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you know, making things, you know, putting things back into the club for the betterment of the club. Yeah. Uh, you know, those savings can be then you know, put towards other other projects. Yeah, and it certainly does benefit the, the wider community. I mean, the got the cricket club this mm-hmm. year with their um, club grant from the Euston Club yep. managed new blinds and a new paint job for the club rooms that that's hasn't it, yeah. had anything for 30 odd years oh no well, not 30 years but a long time yeah, and yeah. so that's money that you can literally see on the ground straight away and there, I, there was something on Facebook the other day that the footy club like just about every sporting and community group in yeah, Euston and Robinvale we, we were able to do a photo session so we, we like to get all the the, the uh, club grant recipients for the year together for a photo yeah um, so we're able to do that um, uh, last week, I think it was, and uh, yeah, got got about I think it was about eleven organisations out of the twenty that we were able to donate to this year, and two hundred and six thousand dollars was wow. donated between okay. those twenty groups throughout the course of the year. So mm-hmm. yeah, we got together last week, took a photo, and um, yeah, had an opportunity then to you know promote the the fact that these. Uh, club grant recipients were able to get what they they got this year, and you know, go towards their sporting team or their you know charitable organisation, um, you know, w- whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah. They they you know we 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 and we pride ourselves on that every year. We sort of seem to try and donate as much as we can mm. um, to the local organisations that are in need of it. And yeah, look, it's a fantastic initiative, and we'll continue to support it because yeah, yeah we're we're passionate about it and. That's what we do. 20 organisations is a lot. That's just about every charitable organisation <laughs> and sports club in Robinvale and Houston, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. it's a few. It's a few. So, and that's yeah. a lot of money. But the And there is a figure, and I can't remember where I saw this, but for every dollar that you put into a charitable organisation, they turn it into four. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, that's why, and again, with council, when you look at things like that, community development grants and things like that, you put things into sporting clubs and community groups that do turn that $1 into $4 for the wider community. So yeah. it's such a good thing to invest yeah. in and will hopefully help um, helps the sustainability of the town. Correct. And yes. the region. That's what it's all about. Yes. yes. Thanks for coming in today and talking about this solar grid. And Pleasure, Jay. Can I come over and have a look? I want to have a squeeze. Yeah, we can do a tour. Uh, Great. Well, actually, as, as part of uh, the microgrid and being the first of its kind in the, in the country, we actually, uh, Vela said, are, are reaching out to obviously other businesses and there's a lot of other clubs too now throughout Australia that want to come and have a look themselves. Yeah. So, so I am finding that I'm, I'm being a little bit of a tour guide and host <laughs> to, a, to 
a few other clubs <laughs> and organisations that do want to come and have a look at the microgrid. So, yeah, look, anyone that's interested in it, happy to spend a little yeah. bit of time and, and talk you through it. And what's made it easier is the visualisation in the club now that I can yeah. explain it that way. But, um, no, look, come across, have a look at the solar panels in the, in the farm itself and, um, you know, the enclosures there that's got all of the uh, nuts and bolts to it, the battery storage areas and all the computers that, you know, generate mm. what they need to know and all the information. So, yeah, look, it's a fantastic um, project and, yeah, happy to be a part of it. And anyone that's got an interest, yeah, come in and have a look. You need to, like, make less work for yourself and just have certain days, or what, a days a month, <laughs> yeah. where if anyone wants to come, come on these days and we'll do tours and stuff. That's it, set yeah. aside some. Exactly. Yeah. Guy, thank you so much and I will come over in the new year probably. Good stuff. Thanks, Jade. Take your game in a new direction, northwest or downstream to Robinvale, with a brand new resort development, a magnificent 18-hole golf course, amazing food and entertainment in the clubhouse. It's a perfect spot for a quick getaway or extended golf trip. Take your game in a new direction to the Robinvale Golf Resort. Oh, now it's time to talk cricket because it's been a f- pretty good record thus far at Lenarn at Oval until last week. Thomas Sapia, how are you? Good, Jade. How are you? Not too bad. What happened last week? Um... Yeah, it was an interesting game. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, standard answer. Yeah, um, yeah, that was just the better side on the day. Well, yeah. you've only lost twice, though, both to Oyen, haven't you? No, nah, one to Cardross. Oh. Though, yeah, we bet Oyen there um, and then they bet us. Oh, that's right, because so. that was the night that you ended up at the Oyen pub, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that <laughs> night, yeah. Oh, did yeah. you have a few, did you? That was a good night. We'll just celebrate now. That was our first win. Yeah, so. right. We're pretty happy that night. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah, In fact, yeah. yes, I, I know when the <laughs> vice president came home. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, I heard that's the all. Next we'll morning. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all we'll say about that because I'll get into more trouble than you will. But um, how are things going down there? It's great. It's great. Um, still got steady numbers. Um, juniors are all going well. So yeah, so far so good. So far. So now, last night being Thursday, we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, last night was Daryl's last night before he moves on. So yeah. he's going to – is it? Is he going to Eden Hope? Where's he going? No, Caniva. Caniva, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's what he was saying. Um, yeah, last night, yeah, Daryl's been around for a um, – <laughs> I think he said about 17 or 18 years. Yeah, right. Yeah, long time. Big loss. Yeah, yeah massive. He um, basically kept juniors going here, mm. so – um, yeah, massive loss. <laughs> yeah, but he'll be back. Like he's not – he's going to travel, isn't he? He's coming back every yeah, weekend. Yeah, I think that's what he said last night. Yeah, he's going to come back every weekend and that. And yeah. Yeah, so maybe we can still get him involved some, yeah. <laughs> somewhere. So, Iggy uh, Jukes and his speech. Oh, yeah, that was um, that was quite a touching speech. That was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is one of the funniest kids getting yeah, around Rob yeah. Bale. Any sneaky little jab at Luke yeah. uh, for making more runs at him. That was uh, – <laughs> Yeah, we were actually out in the pitch in the like before um, they started their game, and he was double checking with Luke how many runs Luke's made and he's made, and <laughs> oh, he's keeping a running tally. Yeah, like yeah. Luke just kind of brushes it off because he hasn't made <laughs> yeah. many this. I think the most he's had is twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. And Iggy averages 25 every week. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I've heard he goes all right. So mm. we're going to have to get him some, some Rangers colours soon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, he was in the Nets bowling to Jesse McGinty last night. Yeah, and definitely held his own. Um, yeah, quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. And he's only 10. <laughs> we couldn't believe that. We we thought he was a little bit older than that. But, yeah, 10 years he's old. 10 he's 10 years well. old. He's, and he wants to be David Warner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, minus the sandpaper. Yeah, <laughs> although he did say in his speech last night that he'd be able to pull off a ball tampering scandal better than David Warner. Uh, well, the way we played on the weekend, we might need some extra help. <laughs> we don't cheat. No, That's not no, the Rangers no, way, Thomas. No, no, but we do like to win, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you play Tempe this week. Yeah. So how's that going to go? Yeah, um, it should be all right. I mean, um, we definitely come in with a lot stronger side this week than last week, so... It'll be interesting to see um, to see what happens. We play them in Tempe, so um, they were a little bit short last time. So I'd say they'd have a few extra numbers back. So mm. yeah, well, a lot of them would be finished harvest now. I think I think that's what um, yeah I think that's what's happened. A few of them finished harvest, and uh, probably the, the minus a trip to Romvale probably helps as well. Like, yeah. It's an hour and a half to drive over to yeah, Tempe. Yeah. I didn't think it was that far away. Oh, neither, oh, to be honest, I didn't even really know where Tempe was <laughs> <laughs> until last night the boys were saying it. So, 
Yeah. I reckon I the only reason I know Tempe is because I've ridden through there on the Murray to Moyne bike ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And it used to be quite a thriving community. Like there's a strip of shops there that are not open. Yeah. Um, and tennis yeah. courts I think maybe still operate. Yeah. But the yeah. wicket is concrete, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We got told that last night. Yeah, because we're getting it confused with Underbull. Okay. That's where we play footy yeah. against Owen. Um, yeah. We're getting that confused with that. Mm. Um and yeah, then we got told there's a concrete wicket, so mm. yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's um definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah. no, I mean, concrete wickets, you don't get the, there's not the, you don't have to worry about rain so much and the speed because it's pretty consistent, really, isn't um, it? Yes and no. Oh, yes and no. Oh, with the concrete wicket, you slide a little bit more. Okay. Um, at least with the turf wicket, when you get a little bit of rain, um, you got the spikes on. Yeah. So you sort of, it's a little bit of traction there, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But um, because Oyen. Have a concrete one as well. Do they? Yeah, that the, surprises me. Yeah, in their fo- in the middle of their footy oval. How do so. they go playing footy with a concrete wicket in the middle? It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what though? When you're out there, you hardly even notice it. Um, the only difference is they move the center bounce a little bit towards the wing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, they'd have to, I suppose. Yeah, they? Mm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, mm. it's not too bad. So. so, if you say that this week there's a stronger side coming in, who was missing last week from the from our side? Um, the one and only Donny Felvo. Oh. He was missing. Uh, Where was he? Uh, he had some issues with his block in Trentham. Did he? Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's yeah. why he was supposed to come in to do this podcast too and yeah. is MIA. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He, um, yeah. He's had some good headaches there. Has he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, Donny's playing back this week. Ethan Gill mm-hmm. is playing this week, fresh off a hat-trick. Did he, did he play last week? Nah, no. No. Nah, nah. But he had the hat trick the week before yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, All at right. home against Nursery Ridge. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, we got Bernie Marson mm-hmm. playing this week and Vaughan. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, because Goal Goal have um, they've finished up their season. So we're a little bit short. So, yeah. Oh, you should be right then. Yeah, we oh. Never say. I know, right, I know, but, I know. But um, commentators just, jinx. Yeah, we lose. It? We lose the president. <laughs> oh, is Trav not playing? No, no, no. Tommy. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. It's easy to get those three confused. <laughs> hey, speaking yeah. of which, the Mildura Living magazine. Have you seen it? We have heard a whisper and have, <laughs> a whisper and um, obviously the like the boys trying to hide it. I guess I've never heard of a thing called social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, we have seen um, their photo shoot in there. Mm. Yeah, news um, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they they did try to hide it, but um, yeah. How are they going to hide it? It's a glossy seasonal magazine, and it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And the power of Facebook. Um, yeah, we definitely made it quite known. Yeah, that they were in that. Magazine. And it spans <laughs> it spans far and wide. Mildura Living are in every Qantas club in Australia. Oh, so they're, so so they're national. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like a little, you know, a little Mildura magazine. Yeah. It's it's a national seasonal thing. Yeah. So the fines have to be applicable, I would suggest. Oh, I think, yeah, there'd be a little bit of a running fine there because mm. yeah, it's seasonal. So. Yeah, yeah, every week, um, yeah, the boys are going to have to empty their pockets. Mm. I think. Might see if we can't get them in for next month, next <laughs> season as well. <laughs> yeah. The amount of fines they're paying, they might not be able to pay for petrol in. Or well, you might be going to Vegas for your yeah, well, cricket trip. It's, yeah, it's not off the tables, pending, <laughs> pending COVID. <laughs> hey, um, so who can you have you got the side? I do. That you can tell well, us? I'm not 100% who's actually in or out. Oh. Um, oh, Fiona's got it. Fiona's got it. Fiona, the media advisor, sitting over in the corner yeah. who refuses to speak. Do you want me to read the whole side out? Or? Yeah, go. So we have Jesse McGinty, Luke Benham, James Zapier, Big Gilly, Trav Vaughan, Ryan Middlebrook, myself, Donnie, Bernie, Dooker, and Wally Carden. Excellent. And Wally Carden as well. Yeah. How many yeah. games has he played? This will be his third, I think. Okay. Yeah, All right. third. third. Very oh, good. I'll say two and a half because one of them – he did have a Christmas party on the Friday night. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty rough Saturday morning, but oh. he was he was there and it was um <laughs> he was there. Yeah. He turned up. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, best of luck. Oh, we need to mention also that there is now a liquor license because of Fiona's hard work. There is. Thanks thanks to the hard work of Fiona. Yeah, we do have a liquor license down at the club now. So mm. 
you can come down and buy buy a few beers and watch the great show that is um, the Rangers cricket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how um, how has Woolworths Blast gone? That's been good. We've wrapped up for the, the last night was the last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. We've had steady numbers. Mm. Um, we have missed a lot due to rain and obviously the heat. So post Christmas, we're gonna um, we're thinking about running a few Saturday morning ones before our home game. So it could be every second week or okay. yeah, pending how all that goes. Um, just to make up a few classes. I mean, yeah. People pay their money, and you know you still want the kids to enjoy cricket and that. So and the kids do love it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> You know, it's probably seeing the senior boys there and even Daryl's juniors, like the under-17s, like it's probably something that hasn't happened for a while. Mm. But <laughs> even like when we talk about the juniors, like Iggy being able to go into the nets with the senior side and bowl, like that's that's huge. Yeah. For kids of that age, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And even being brought into the fold, like I was taking some videos and stuff and Iggy and Luke were standing there and Iggy was getting pats on the back and stuff. Like for a 10-year-old kid, yeah, yeah. that's even, a big deal. Um, last week we had another uh, junior, like Gus Gorman, play with us. Oh, right. He's another one that started, yeah, with Daryl and that. So it was good, good to actually see some juniors come up through. I mean, even my brother James, he's only 20, like still a young bucks. So. Yeah. Seeing all them compared crumbs. to you, who's all of what 25? 23. Oh, 23. <laughs> oh, oh, well, <laughs> well, excuse me, there's such a yeah. big difference in your age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's good to see like juniors coming through because, um, because yeah, it's sort of something you never really thought was going to happen until, yeah, yeah, until Tommy and Luke and Trav got, got it all going. So, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and there was another thing I wanted to touch on as well, and now I can't, it's completely lost. I should have written it down. <laughs> Wasn't Moscato, was it? No. <laughs> Are you, uh, this could be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> how how deep do you want to go with this, with your nah, thoughts nah, on Moscato? Nah, like, nah, like I'm more of a Shiraz man. But, um, <laughs> Actually, that's what I was. That's yeah. where I was going to go because we were talking about the liquor license before. Yeah, and um, it was interesting that the. the the parents at versus the juniors game last night. <laughs> Jigsy rocks up straight to the bar. I yeah. think a lot of parents went yeah. straight to the yeah. bar, which is great to see though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you want. You want to create a, a club where, you know, mums yeah. and dads can come in and have as good a time as the kids are having. Yeah. So Yeah, we um we mm. subfielded for a little bit until a few more parents rocked up. And, yeah. Um we definitely saw some little blue cans out in the field <laughs> as well. I don't know if that's allowed. But I was gonna <laughs> say, is that within the red line? <laughs> but, oh, okay, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is is there any Moscato in that bar? I think it's frowned upon. At the <laughs> I think we might have to get it there, though. <laughs> you think it's frowned upon because it's not beer? Well, it's not beer and um, it's not Jesse McGinty rum cans. Oh. So, yeah, so um, yeah, we might have to, I don't know. Might have to have a look See at the, the secretary about that one. But, well, you know, also... <laughs> Are you happy to be drinking Moscato? Like you're 23 years old. Are you happy to be drinking Moscato? I know it's it's probably a, a gross generalisation, but you don't see many 23-year-olds males there's, drinking Moscato. There's a fine line. Um, <laughs> and if you ever get Ricardo Liparotta on here, he'll agree with me. What do you mean? I often have Ricardo Liparotta oh, on here. Yeah, oh, during footy season. Yeah, um, yeah, thanks for listening, Thomas. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, the morning after, if you're away something like that the morning after Moscato is a really good pick me up um, I would suggest water is probably a better pick me up oh obviously <laughs> keep hydrated <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah yeah definitely before um, yeah before any um, shenanigans oh. the next day it's um, yeah keep digging yeah, Thomas I'm digging this keep hole, yeah. this digging this is the last time I cover the podcast we should um, <laughs> we should actually get Andrew Peace Wines on board maybe he could be the, the wine sponsor yeah. you know what uh, got a contact <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so actually that's not a bad idea we should do that because their Moscato is actually really nice yeah I yeah, I'm not into me Moscato brands, but oh yeah, just any, just any Moscato. Moscato. <laughs> yeah, any Moscato's fine. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. there's some of their Shiraz too. If you are into Shiraz, I am a big Shiraz fan. Yeah, yeah. well, some of their yeah. Shirazes are exceptional. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, thanks for coming in today and giving us the update on the cricket. Very much appreciated. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'll um, I'll give you some copies of Mildura Living magazine because I've got a box full in the car, so we should leave some at the cricket club. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Right, yeah. thanks, Tommy. The Vale Podcast: Living It Up for Mildura Living magazine. Summer issue out now. <laughs> <laughs>